This is John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo, and today I am again speaking with Miranda Viscoli, who is the co-president of New Mexicans to Prevent Gun Violence. Welcome back, Miranda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. uh, Indeed. Why don't we get a wind-up of the past year? I know you had a number of events. Uh, I did participate in one of them. That's right. But uh, tell us how the year wound up for you. It was it was a really good year. We did um, we had four gun buybacks, taking in over seven hundred firearms, unwanted firearms, unwanted working firearms. Um, the majority were semi-automatic rifles and assault weapons, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. We've never taken in so many AR-15s. I think people are realizing maybe they don't want these around their children. Right. Um, and. Um, that's our guns to gardens is just a service for unwanted guns. It's not anti-gun. We have nothing against gun owners. It's just a lot of times people have firearms. They no longer want them. Maybe somebody suffering from dementia and the wife is going no more hunting, um, or a teenager with suicidal ideation. People tell us why they're bringing in their guns. That's why we know. So we, a lot of people, they've been used in suicides and it's very sure. emotional for them. They don't ever want it getting in unsafe hands. So we did four of those. Two were in Albuquerque, one in Santa Fe, one in Las Cruces. We expanded our youth program. So we've developed a work eight-week workshop that we do now in schools to talk about gun violence prevention. Um, we have guest speakers. Um, we also do based. Uh, we have art-based projects, and this gives our youth a space to to talk about this issue that affects them, and also gives us an opportunity to really, really talk to them mm-hmm. about when there is a gun at a party. You cannot stay because that's the norm for our kids right now, our guns at parties. We are losing way too many youth at parties because mm-hmm. of firearms. And mm-hmm. for them, it's normal. They're like, no, every every party we go to has guns. And we have to just, you know, really, really have in-depth conversations that that's not the time to go to a party. And, you know, and we always stress with our youth that we're not anti-gun. If you go hunting with your family, go to the shooting range. That's not our problem. That's great. You're probably really safe with guns. It's those guns at parties that we want to work on. Right. Um, so that's exciting. So we're expanding that to more schools in Albuquerque. Um, we're also expanding Guns to Gardens. We're working with the youth at RFK Charter School in the South Valley in Albuquerque where there's a lot of gun violence. These kids have experienced way too much gun violence in their lives. And so we're, we're partnering with RFK and a nonprofit called SWEPT where they give them af- uh, jobs after schools, after school, and then they will learn how to use a forge and forge our dismantled guns into gardening tools that will sell for more to create more money for gun buybacks and also to create gardening tools for community gardens. So the youth are really excited about that. And it also teaches them a craft that they can use later on in life and they'll be paid to do it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So that's, that's exciting. And then we uh, still are doing our murals to end gun violence with um, youth um, throughout New Mexico. And then we're also working on legislation training. Um, we've continued our training on how to use the extremist protection order. And we've seen that since our trainings that our, um, those um, protection orders have more than quadrupled. And that's simply to get guns out on safe hands before something unfortunate happens. Nothing goes on their record. Nobody finds out at their job. It's simply, it's not safe for this person to have a gun. And a judge says, it's, you're going to give up your gun for a year. Okay. Um, and then obviously, um, working on legislation because we're coming up to a two-month session. That's right, just around the corner here. Yes. Is there a particular piece of legislation you're working to see put through? 
Yes, so we're doing two. Well, we, we always like to really work on legislation that's on the, on the prevention side, not on the incarceration side, because we can't incarcerate our way out of this mess. It hasn't worked. So what we're looking at now is creating an office of gun violence prevention so we can actually put funding into the prevention side so we can get violence intervention programs in every single city in New Mexico so that we can even money towards gun safety. So let's say somebody does want to buy an AR-15. Well, they need to take a gun safety course. So mm. even putting some money into people can apply for uh, money to get a gun gun safety courses. We have over 700 gun safety instructors in this state. Let's let's use them. Sure. <laughs> let's get people to be safe with their guns. Right. Um, right. Also, we can money would go into suicide prevention. Again, uh, working with youth to make sure that they don't get their hands on guns. Uh, so that would be one thing we're working on. And then the other is simply closing a loophole. Right now, when you turn 18 in New Mexico, you can buy a hunting rifle, which mm-hmm. is fine, mm-hmm. pistol or revolver. We don't have an issue with that. You have to be 21 to buy a, semi-auto- a semi-automatic handgun. We want to raise the age to semi-automatic rifles and AR-15 style weapons to 21. Uh, we think that's a fair a, a fair law. There are some 22 caliber that are hunting rifles that we might want exempt from that. So we're looking into that um, because we do know that we're a hunting culture. And then there's also a child access prevention uh, bill that might happen, but hmm. we don't know where that is yet. Okay, for clarity, so you turn 18, you can get a hunting rifle or probably a shotgun, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, which, right. which but you said we could, uh, an 18-year-old can also buy a, a revolver? Yeah, we're not that concerned about that because um, I, oh, it's I anything, didn't realize they could. I thought any, they couldn't have a handgun until they were like 19. I'm sorry, you are right. It's 19, but it's 21 for a semi-automatic handgun. So any any firearm with a feeding capacity, yeah, yeah. that's like what we want to raise. Magazine, Those are, magazine right. fed, okay. That's what we want to raise to 21. Mm, okay. A couple goals legislatively. I just, just wanted to back up real quick. You said there, there's an eight-week course that the the kids can go through. What's... what's uh, part of that curriculum. So that what we did was we we have films that they watch. We have guest speakers. So for instance, um, I have a young woman who she shot and killed her boyfriend when she was 14. Mm. It was an accident. Um, And she comes and talks to kids about when you're at a party, you don't, and it was the same thing, alcohol, firearm at a party. Right. And she shot and killed. So she's, she came to us through the courts, but she doesn't have to do any more community service, but she continues to do it because she feels like it saves lives. Yeah. We have Angel Garcia from the Violence Intervention Program. He was in jail and a crip from the age of 12 in and out of jail in gangs his whole life. He's now works for the city of Albuquerque in the Violence Intervention Program and works to get those youth going down a similar path to go, you don't need to do that. Let's get you in the systems you need so that you don't go down that path. We have people who work in law enforcement. We have people who work in all different sectors of society on gun violence prevention. We have a trauma room surgeon from UNN who comes in, talks to them, and he's he's is great. He's like, guys, it's guns at parties. It's not gangs and drugs. It's you guys going to places where there are guns, and somebody gets mad because you look at somebody looks at your girlfriend the wrong way. You've been drinking. You pull out your gun, and that's the end of it. He said, "Has I mean, he is he's great talking with youth." And then we also have films, some films that are inspiring on gun violence prevention. Some that are have a more of a you know, really talk about the impact gun violence has. A lot of in-depth discussions on what causes gun violence. How did we get here? What can we do? We work a lot on um, legislation, like what laws work, what do- what doesn't. And then we also have our projects where we uh, 
we honor youth in New Mexico lost to gun violence, that then those get hung in the school. So it really gives them repeated space to talk about this issue. From a bunch of different angles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And not from an anti-gun angle, but has from a, hey, how can we, we're in a mess. I mean, we got our numbers from the Department of Health two weeks ago, and usually every year in New Mexico we go up, maybe seven to ten more people are shot and killed than the previous year. 2021 saw 81 more people shot and killed. We wow. had a 16.8% spike wow. in gun violence. And we don't know, and that it was basically roughly... It wasn't an uptick in suicide, which you would have thought after COVID. Mm. It was actually just, it was an uptick in homicide. Interesting. And so that tells us that we need to work a little harder. So does Albuquerque account for a lot of that? That's all over the state. It's all over. Yeah. I mean, you look in, even in Santa Fe, you have so many more oh, yeah. no, it's, homicides it, with firearms. It's, it's been noticeable. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. It's yeah. in Clovis. It's in Las Cruces. It's in Roswell. It's not just a, it's not just an Albuquerque issue. This is Radio Free Galisteo. Great conversations from the Galisteo Basin. Radio Free Galisteo is listener supported. Go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and click on the red Patreon button in the upper right hand corner to become an active supporting member of Radio Free Galisteo. Is there anything coming up? Yes, there is. There is, that is uh, a particular. <laughs> well, yes, there's one of my heroes of all time, Pedro Reyes. He's a Mexican artist from. He lives in Mexico City, and he's been. Um, he has a real issue with gun violence because of the cartels and how many guns. I mean, I think it's over, way over eighty percent. Might even be close to ninety percent of the guns used in homicides in Mexico um, by the cartels are come from our our country. So he does a lot of it. He doesn't just work on this issue. He works on many issues, but he creates uh, these art pieces made out of firearms. So obviously right at my alley with guns to gardens. Sure. So he created these huge shovels and uh, he creates 12 string guitars that actually work. Oh, wow. Um, flutes. I mean, he does, and he also does these workshops where he works with he works with um, people in Mexico, and everybody just learns how to make stuff with guns. So he's coming to cite Santa Fe on a major exhibition about disarmament of nuclear arms, of the uranium mine, you know, getting the uranium mines cleaned out, of gun violence. So it's this whole kind of comprehensive exhibition he's doing. So I called them, and I said, hey, maybe we could do something together since because we kind of created Guns to Gardens based on him and uh-huh. Mike from Raw Tools. And so I met with um, with Pedro. We had a great conversation. We'll be doing a, a chat together on February 4th um, okay. at Site Santa Fe. I'll, let, I'll get you the, the exact times once we have them. And then hopefully we'll also be working with youth um, with some of our dismantled guns with um, with Pedro. So it's going to be pretty uh, pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. All right. Well, we'll uh, when we get a little bit closer to that date... We'll have you back to to remind everybody. Sounds and good. So we've talked about the uh, New Mexican, the New Mexico legislature. Uh, what do you see happening at the national level? It, it, is there anything positive happening at the the national level? I know there are a number of changes that the Supreme Court has created that were probably not necessarily in your uh, so, something that you favored, uh, well, that, but. Um, I mean, sadly, I don't think anything's going to happen in Washington. We did get the gun safety bill passed this last summer, and that mm. actually did do a lot. Mm. It got the it passed in within there was the domestic violence firearms relinquishment law, so that domestic violence offenders under um, misdemeanors 
protective orders can't possess a firearm mm. while they're under that order. We had already passed that in, in New Mexico six years ago. It was, I called the 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 bill that almost killed me, but we did get it passed. Mm, mm. <laughs> I thought it'd be an easy one, but I didn't know that some of our elected officials feel like a, a, a domestic violence abuser should keep their firearms, whatever. Anyway, so we had already passed it here, but at least now this will be national. In addition to that, there was more funding for the extremist protection order training, which we're doing here, but it would be great to have more funding. So there, that was in there. And there were some other important pieces of legislation. Sadly, because of Congress, the it's the same with everything, right? We won't get anything done. Yeah. It's not, and it's not because of President Biden, simply we're at a, we won't get anything done. I mean, I would like to see at the national level, and I know this might offend some hunters, a ban of your AR-15 style weapons. I don't think we need those on our streets. Mm. Those are the number one gun used in mass shootings. Right. Um, we just stopped a kid in Edgewood was turning 18 and was bragging about how he was going to go buy an AR-15 and shoot up his school. Mm. Um, we saw it in Uvalde. We've seen it at the Walmart in El Paso. It is a constant problem. And we just don't need that. I don't think you need those to hunt. You're a hunter. I could be wrong. Being prior military, I'm very, 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 very familiar with that right. uh, platform. No, I mean, I, I use a bolt-action hunting rifle for my when I go hunting elk. And then what we're also concerned about, and we'd like to see this happen in Washington, and maybe we'll work on it in New Mexico, although I don't know how you fix the problem because the the Pandora's box has been opened, are on the 3D printer guns and mm. the gun kits. Right. Um, and for the first time, yeah, we're ghost, getting... Ghost guns, right? Ghost guns, right. Mm. And so for the first time, the the gun buyback we just did in Albuquerque, was, was in Albuquerque about a month ago, we took in an AR-15 that was printed and seven semi-automatic handguns that were printed. Wow. No serial number, nothing. And then also somebody um, brought in these little pieces that they had printed that would turn a semi-automatic handgun into a fully automatic machine gun. Interesting. Those are a Class A <laughs> felony. <laughs> right. So you can't, you're not, our civilian population is not allowed to own those. Um, but the fact that those are getting printed should scare us all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you stop it now that that... Like you said, the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah. Uh, and if you're just getting those turned, the few that you got turned in, then yeah, it's, that's it's likely us. that those weren't yeah. the only ones that were out there. Uh, no, exactly. Those and were they the were, absolute exception. Yeah, probably. and they were cheaper to, to print probably than what we paid for them, at least for the AR-15. Kind of. I mean, it takes it costs a lot of money to, get, you have to, to know print what you're those, doing. know what you're doing. But what concerns us more than the ones that you're printing are the kits. So you can buy these kits online. Oh, 80% for, kits, right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so those are disconcerting too because, again, it's no serial number, and it's they're very easy to put together. Right. A friend of mine did it. He said, basically, if you know how to use a screwdriver, you can figure this out. Yeah. So those are that's concerning too because you can buy those online, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to see Congress try to do something there to, to rein that in because that you know, nobody who's doing something good with a gun you know, is going to go down that path. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, we hear that, you know, gun enthusiasts say, well, they're fun to put together and add things on. And we're kind of like, well, could you make a compromise? Do you really need to do that just because it's fun? Yeah. It's, we're going to get ourselves in a hot mess with these these printed guns. Right. So, I yeah, I mean, I've, I've got guns that I've accessorized and I, I just, there's, I don't need to do it in secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every everything that I I've, you know purchased is you know gone through the the natural uh, process of doing so. I'm, I'm 
not cooking uh, parts in in the backyard or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you don't if if you like putting stuff together and accessorizing, you can do that and you can still do it legally, not completely yeah. legally. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to go. You know, do we need yeah. little pieces that make fully automated machine guns? I don't think so. Well, uh, yeah, I mean we're, we're we're moving into some different territory here in terms of the discussion <laughs> because there there are entire uh, groups of people that believe that um, there shouldn't be any oversight whatsoever, um, and this isn't. And, you know, these aren't necessarily what you would call the criminal element. These are people who have uh, very different political right. agendas. Right. So we can talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> can, are you trying to change the subject? Well, I'm just saying we could go down that road later. <laughs> it's, that uh, because, yeah, that's that's, that's uh, interesting, windy road Yeah, um, exactly. that we can touch on. Okay, and any final thoughts as we wind up today? No, I think if we just – I think – it's important that gun owners have conversations with advocates and prevention. I think what we would find out is we actually agree on a lot more than we mm-hmm. disagree on. And I think we all think that, you know, it's, it's the number one uh, cause of death for children in New Mexico, mm-hmm. right? The number one cause of death. Wow. And so, Over and, drowning. And, and it's the same in the United States. In 2021, it became the number one co- over uh, drug overdose, mm-hmm. over suicide, Oh, it's the leading cause of death. And so I think if we, I think the important thing is for us to come to the table simply because we need to take better care of our children, yeah, right? Yeah. We need to remind gun owners to lock up their guns. Right. I mean, if one more gun is stolen out of a car in New Mexico, I mean, this is where, this is where a lot of kids are getting their guns yeah. and then they're selling them on Snapchat and Instagram. The yeah. fact that any kid in this state right now, within 20 minutes, on their Instagram and Snapchat account can purchase a firearm should concern us all. Okay. On that thought. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You've been listening to Miranda Viscoli, who is the co-president of New Mexicans to Prevent Gun Violence. Who's the pre- who's the other co-president? Oh, um, Dr. Reverend Harry Aberts. He's the um, Presbyterian pastor in Santa Fe. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's fantastic and um, works a lot with the Presbyterian churches nationally to promote our Guns to Gardens program. All right. Miranda, thank you for being here. Thank you. And for Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon.